Hey guys, it's Rebecca Price. Hope that you're having an excellent week, wonderful week. Um, and I hope that today is going well for you. Um, just wanted to do a quick podcast. Um, and it, it's kind of a very simple topic, but it's something that um, that I've, I've talked a little bit about before, or made some comments about before, but I think it's important to address because um, I think it's important to address because of you know, for both teachers and students, um, people who are called to teach. So, one of the, um, the names of Jesus in the Bible is rabbi, which means teacher. And Jesus taught people. You know, you can read, you can go all throughout the Bible. I was just reading, uh, about the rich young ruler today. In fact, let me look in the Bible real quick. Um, at where I was reading that, and that's just one of many examples. Um, I believe it was in, it may have been in Luke, was it Luke 18? I, I don't know. Yes, it was Luke 18. Um, and even, but even, you know, not just with the rich young ruler, with the parables, excuse me, that he was telling the people, you know, before he even, you know, talked to the rich young ruler and everything. Um, he was teaching them. He was telling them parables. He was teaching. Uh, one of the things that Jesus loved to do is he loved to teach. The only time you really saw Jesus kind of get irritated um, is when the the Pharisees and scribes came around and they were trying to trap him and he could tell that the motives of their heart were not right and that they, were, they weren't there to learn. They were just there to, to disrupt. And Jesus would get heated sometimes. Um, and would, you know, would respond strongly to them. But other than that, Jesus loved to teach. And there's even a portion of scripture that talks about um, Mary and Martha when uh, Jesus was staying at their house and Martha was up running around trying to get everything ready and everything ready. And Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him. And Martha was like, you know, Jesus, why don't you say something to my sister? Because she's just sitting there and I'm having to do everything. And and he told her, he's like, Martha, he's like, you're worried about so many things, but she's told him, she's, she's, excuse me, she's chosen what's better. And that's not going to be taken from her. Where am I going with all of this? So I've, I've emphasized before the importance of asking questions. You know, asking questions is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Sadly, today in churches, um, and schools, not just churches and universities, um, even today in America, as you can see, asking questions, if you, depending on what questions you ask, if you question anything, then you are seen as the enemy. People can get very irritated with you very quickly. And there's, um, you know, questions aren't really encouraged. I would say today, some people may disagree with me. Um, you know, rebellion is encouraged, uh, but today really seeking the truth for yourself is not encouraged uh, because today more indo- more um, uh, brainwashing is, is encouraged. Just whatever is told to you, you take it, you receive it, it's the truth, you don't question it, and if you a- ask questions, you're the enemy, and, um, and, and it's all over. 
But actually, questions are a good thing. Questions are how you learn. You know, if you were in a classroom at school and you didn't understand something, what did you do? You asked a question. If you needed um, further explanation, what did you do? You'd ask a question. And it was the teacher's responsibility to answer that question the best that they could. And sometimes the teacher didn't know the answer. Or maybe the teacher, it was a challenging question. And the teacher's like, you know what? Let me look at that and I'll get back to you, which is completely okay. But the reason I want to talk about this is because... Uh, it's, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to talk about in the church setting. If you are someone who is a teacher and God has given you the gift of teaching, you, you can't be offended when people ask you questions because your responsibility is to, you know, we're called to equip the saints and a way that we equip the saints is they're going to ask us questions about things that they don't understand. And teachers, we help break that down. Uh, we help break down, you know, maybe this is an easier way for you to understand it or whatever. You know, the God gives us power and insight to do that. And if we are offended at questions, um, first of all, I believe it's a, it's an area of pride. Uh, but if you're offended at questions, then how in the world are your students going to learn? How, how in the world are students going to learn? Or why would they even want to learn anything from you if they're not able to ask questions? Um, I've been in many environments where just asking a question is offensive to the person that's teaching because how dare you question them? How dare you ask? And, and there is a way to ask questions. There's a respectful way. Um, you know, it all depends on how you, how you approach things as well, but you should never be made to feel bad by asking a question, even if it seems controversial, you know, even if someone, you know, let's say you're at a Bible study and, and someone asks a question and says, you know, well, so why can't two men be married? I, I want to know the biblical response for that, you know, and, and they, they ask about that. Um, the right thing to do is not to immediately pounce on them. And I can't believe you said that. Wah, da, 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 you heathen. That's not. No, they're there to learn. They asked a question. So what you do is you address it biblically and you say, well, let's look at that. Let's go to the Bible and you walk them through it and you say, okay, let's go back to the beginning. Let's start in Genesis and let's look at God's design for creation and for mankind. And you go back there. We can't be afraid as teachers to to address questions, even if they're challenging and hard. And here's the thing. It is okay for you to say you don't know. We have got, as I'm, I'm talking to teachers first because I'm talking to myself. We have to have the humility, you know, to understand that we may not, we don't, we don't have all the answers, but we are connected to the God that does. I say that all the time. You know, I don't know everything, but I know the God that does. And sometimes it's when someone asks a question that I don't know about, it's really cool because it then, it then challenges me to go dig in the word because if I don't know the answer for it, I'm like, you know what, let me, that's a great question. Let me dig into that. But we, we've got to stop shutting people down that ask questions because that is an area of pride. And honestly, that's a red flag. If you're a teacher and you don't like questions, then, then you may need to look at whether you're called to teach or not because teachers, I'm a teacher. I love questions. I, my favorite, when I taught kids ministry, my favorite time was when the kids would ask questions. They would ask questions. My Some of my favorite days were when we threw the curriculum out the window and said, you know what, today, like on a Wednesday night, we sat there and I said, I just want you guys, what questions do you have about the Bible? It can be about anything. Throw it out there, ask it. And, and children, let me tell you, children will ask some of the most complex questions. I've said this before, you know, you think that children will be like, you know, um, 
who is God? Which I think is a great question. And, and little kids, but, but I, I mean, kids wouldn't just ask basic questions. They would ask questions like, so in Revelation, what does this mean? Or what's the mark of the beast? I'm not even kidding. They would throw this stuff out and I'm like, whoa, it, it really challenges you to know your stuff. But I loved it. Why? Because it, they, it showed me that there was an eagerness to learn. They want to learn. They want to know the truth. And that's what we need are people that seek the truth for themselves. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, the Bible says, choose you to stay whom you will serve. The Bible talks a lot about man's free will to pursue the Lord. And God's like, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. It's not that we sit back in our relationship with the Lord and God does everything for us. We couldn't save ourselves. So Jesus came and saved us. He, he died on the cross and saved us from our sins. And he did what we could not do. He fulfilled the law. He redeemed us by his blood. So in that case, yes, Jesus saved us. Jesus, we, our faith is in the completed work of Christ. But when it comes to our relationship with him, when it comes to growing and maturing in our faith, it's uh, it's our responsibility. We're only going to grow in faith as much as we want to grow and as much as we pursue the Lord, as much as we draw close to him. You know, I, if I sit back and I'm like, well, and I'm frustrated because I'm going several different ways in life where I don't know what the right, but I never crack open the word. I never listen to him. I never talk to him. I never, none of that ever happens. Well, then... I mean, God's not going to do everything for me. That's why he says, if you draw near to me, which is an action, I will draw near to you. God says, look, I'm not going to, because God, remember, we've talked about this before. God's not a forceful God. God does not force people. That's why he says, choose. God God does not force people to, to follow Christ. If that was the case, Jesus would not have asked the disciples to follow me. He would have just grabbed them by the hand and said, well, you're, well, come on, let's go because you're following me. No, he said, follow me. And they had a choice to either say yes or no. And I've said this many times before, and I have no biblical evidence of this. Uh, but I, I often wonder sometimes in the back of my mind, if there were, a, if there were people that Jesus said, follow me. And they were like, sorry, not interested. I often wonder that. I wonder how many people said no to him before, you know, the, what his disciples said, yes. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I have no biblical evidence for that. So I'm not going to say that that happened, but it makes me wonder sometimes, you know, God is not a forceful God. So he's certainly, he's not going to force you to follow him. He's certainly not going to force you to read your Bible or worship him, or he's not going to force you to grow in your, you know, in, in intimacy with him and spend time with him. He's not going to force you to. So if you're sitting on your butt and you're waiting for God to do it all, well, you're just going to be sitting on your butt you're, you're going to stay in the same place that you, that you're staying, that you are now, which is why pursuit of God is important, which is, and, and there are, and listen, there have been times in my life. Um, I think this is important to mention. There have been times in my life where I have felt, you know, cause, cause following Jesus, you don't base that on feeling because you're going to be up and down. There are going to be days where you are like, you hunger after the Lord. You 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 want to pursue Him with everything that you have. You know, I'm going to crank the car because I'm sitting in the car and I need some air. Um, so if that beeping you hear is the car. Um, <clears throat> you know, there are days where you're hungry and you're like, yes, Lord, you know, I, I want more and more of you and, and, and everything. And But then there are some days where you don't feel like reading the Word. You don't feel like worshiping Him. You don't feel like it. And you do it out of discipline because you love the Lord, but you don't feel like it. So you don't base, you don't base your relationship with God, 
you know, it's not based on feeling, um, on how you feel. It's not based on that, you know. You uh, you base your pursuit on your co- your commitment, your faith in Him. You're like, I've committed to Christ. I'm following Him. And whether I feel like it or not, you know, I, I serve the living God. I worship Him. I serve Him. And and I'm going to keep moving forward. And But nobody can do that for you. Nobody is going to make you grow in maturity. No one's going to do that for you. You have to do it yourself. And as teachers... Um, Oh, I feel like I got to sneeze. Hold on. Hold on. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay. As teachers, we have to understand that the way that people grow is they ask questions. People grow by asking questions. And, And you look throughout the Bible, and I love, that's one of my favorite aspects of Jesus is that he's rabbi, is that he's teacher. There were times, you know, in my car where I would ride through and and the Lord would ask me, he'd say, what did you read today in the Bible? And I'd tell him and he'd say, okay, so you tell me what that means. You teach that to me. What does that mean? And there are times, you know, because just for fun, because God is cool like that. He's like, you, he's like, explain that to me. And then I would say something, and then sometimes God would say, mm, go deeper with it. There's something else there. Go deeper with it. And and it's just interesting how how, how cool God is in that way. Um, but, uh, but that's how people grow is they ask questions. I mean, you see people in the Bible. Nicodemus had a question and went and, and asked Jesus. Um, the rich young ruler asked Jesus. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. People ate with Jesus. They asked His own disciples asked him questions. Um and Jesus taught them. You know, he taught people and, and even teaching them in parables and things like that. Jesus taught them. He taught them the word. He taught them. And so as teachers, we don't ever be the kind of teacher that makes a kid feel bad because they asked a question. That is how you will kill your influence as a teacher. If you, if you call, you know, I have a rule that says there's no such thing as a stupid question. Now, if I think a child is trying to ask a question to disrupt the class, or if they're asking a question, or like someone that's just trying to almost be like a Pharisee and a Sadducee and pick a fight and all this stuff and and, and trying to trap, my tone might be a little bit different, but, you know, and you might have to, you might have to address that a little bit differently. But again, you know, there were even times there were times where, like the the other night, where um, where Jesus, uh, when they brought the woman in adultery to him, and he said, "The law of Moses says a stoner." What do you say? And Jesus still taught them, still answered them, even though he knew they came to trap him and everything like that. Jesus still, um, Jesus still responded to them. He still answered them. So. What I want to do is I want to I want to address. Sorry, my husband walked out and I was like, "What you want?" Um, it, teachers, is that if you really want to grow an influence with the people around you, you know, be kind to people, and if they ask you questions, don't be offended if you don't know the answer, or don't be scared if you don't know the answer. Just tell them, say, "That's a great question." You know what? Before I answer you, let me. Let me look at that before I answer you because I want to make sure it's right. And then if you have to go to someone else even and learn, I mean, it's all about humility. And teaching is, it has to be about humility. And believe me, if you've listened to my podcast, there have been many times where God's corrected me and God's had to humble me as a teacher. And 
And we have to receive that with joy because God's bettering you as a teacher. God is bettering you and he's growing you and he's correcting you. And my goodness, I mean, you don't want to teach the wrong information. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes you get up and God will correct you. And then you have to come back and be like, look, God corrected me on this and things like that, you know. So, but we, but, you know, I've, I've gone to many places and sometimes it is, it's not always, but sometimes it's it's males have a hard time with women that ask questions I don't know why (laughs) but I'm one of those women that loves to ask questions I'm one of those women that will that will pick your mind and your brain until if it's about the bible um I'll ask questions and we'll just I I love to go back and forth in regards to discussing scripture and talking about the Lord because I love it I'm I'm a teacher myself I love it you know and And sometimes, you know, men will get very, very upset because I ask questions and or or they'll get very prideful or very tense or or just not like it. Uh, But it's not just men. It can be women, too. It can be anyone. Um, And uh, one. So and, and don't let it upset you. Don't think don't look at questions as threats. Look at questions as opportunities. Look at questions as opportunities. Think about it. Nicodemus came to Jesus with questions. And Jesus said, Jesus didn't get upset. He didn't get offended. He's like, this is an opportunity to minister to Nicodemus. This is an opportunity to to explain the truth to him. This is an opportunity. Look at questions as opportunities. I don't care what setting you're in. Look at them as opportunities and be like, this is cool. And again, if you don't know the answer, it's okay. It's not, you know... It actually will help you as a teacher for you to look at your students and say, I don't know, why? Why does that help them? Because first of all, it shows them that you you admit that you are a human and you admit that you that you study and that you have to study for yourself and that you have to seek the truth for yourself and go to God for yourself because if you act like you have all the answers and you know everything trust me kids will see through that adults will see through that and and it gets tiring after a while because someone that has all of the answers can't learn anything and doesn't learn anything from other people because as a teacher you also in the right context have to be have to will learn from your students you know there were things that some of the kids in my class would say um that I was like that is powerful really really cool you know um they would say some some things and and that that touched me spiritually or that taught me or showed me things and it was just really really cool to see that and see how God works through that you will learn so much but you have to remain humble you have to remain humble and even, again, even if you have a kid that, uh, you know, I had, so I, there was, there was this one time in kids ministry where I had this girl, she had a very rebellious spirit and she would ask questions sometimes just to be disrespectful. She would ask questions to push my buttons to see if I would react. There was this one, um, there was this one instance where, and she wasn't in, in, uh, kids ministry for very long because she actually ended up moving up to the teen group or whatever. But there was this one day where she had snuck in a book, uh, in her backpack. And it was about this boy who had decided to become a girl. And she came up to me and, and, uh, and she was trying to ask me all these questions to trap me. And, um, excuse me. And, and I saw it. The Holy Spirit showed me and the Holy Spirit was like, just remain calm with her. Address it, but remain calm. Don't fall into the trap that she's trying to make you mad and stuff. And so she's like, what do you think about this? 
She's like, what do you think about this guy who is becoming a girl? What do you think about it? And I told her, I sat there for a second and I said, why? I said, why doesn't, I said, why does he not love who God created him to be? I said, why would he want to be anyone else? Why would he want to be anyone else? And she just kind of looked at me and didn't know what to say. I said, because God created him so, he's so great. Why would he want to be anyone else? And she didn't know how to respond because she was expecting me to blow up and get angry. And she was expecting me to get the swords out and how dare you, you know, um, and she, she would come up and ask me, and she'd ask me questions because she thought that I was scared to respond. She came up one day and she said, um, she said, uh, if I am a homosexual, if I choose to be a homosexual in my life and, and I marry a girl, will I go to hell? And I said, yeah, you will. And she just kind of looked at me like, why? And I said, well, that's because what the Bible says. The Bible says that homosexuals don't inherit the kingdom of heaven. And, but it was almost like she didn't, she she, you know, and I was very calm. I wasn't ugly to her, but I told her the truth. And she almost kind of sat there like she, like it irritated her because I didn't write, she didn't write on my cage. So even in instances where you have people that will ask questions like for the purpose of tripping you up or for the purpose of making you angry, remain calm, remain calm and address them. And if it's one of these things where it continues to be a disruption, then you can be more firm and be like, look, you know, Clearly, you're trying to waste time right now, and you're not really wanting to know the answer to things. And what's interesting is that same girl who had who was dealing with all of this, I actually ended up talking to her mother about things. We had a conversation. Uh, she came. She she told me in kids ministry one day it led to a, a really great conversation because she told me that in the past she said you know in the past I used to cut myself and everything and and I said why well, you know and I just asked her why and she said she didn't really know and. And I said, you have to, you know, and I just started telling her what God thought about her. And I used scripture. I said, look at Psalm 139. I said, God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I said, you are haunt, you are here on earth for a purpose and a reason. You are not an accident. God has incredible plans for you. And you've got to see that. I said, because the enemy wants to steal your life. The enemy wants to, to take that away. The enemy wants to convince you that you are not worth anything. When God says you are worth everything. And and, and so it was, it really ended up being an opportunity. It ended up being an opportunity. And, and here's the thing. I used to not be like that. Like when I was in high school, if someone asked questions, I would blow up or I would get angry. I'd get defensive. I was full of pride. And I remember when the Lord corrected me one day, um, I, I had, me and this guy were going back and forth. I don't even know if we were going back and forth about whatever it was. And we were both, and I was so angry. I was livid, you know, about it. Um, and I just, just mad. And the Lord corrected me and he said, Rebecca, you will never reach anyone if you explode at them in anger. He's like, you will never, you'll never reach anybody. You'll never be able to have a conversation with people if you don't learn how to talk peacefully to people. If you don't learn, if you don't learn how to have a calm conversation with people, you're never going to be able to reach people. And so from that point on, I had to, I mean, I received that correction from the Lord and I had to change because he's right. Because I know someone in my life who's like that. They get so angry and so defensive. And if you ask a question and how dare you this and they blow up and because they, they are, it's a pride thing of them wanting to be right. And how dare you question this and that they don't know how to have a conversation with people. And, and I don't, I don't even enter into conversation with them a lot of times and neither do other people. Why? Because it's exhausting and it's not a learning opportunity. 
And so I had to receive that correction long time ago and, and really, and, and still receive correction as a teacher from the Lord on how do you respond? What do you do in this situation? And so, and I say this to students, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you have a teacher that makes you feel stupid because of the question that you ask, find another teacher because they're not operating in their gift. They're not, or either they're very young and immature in their gift. I don't care how old they are. Uh, because questions are how you learn. And and Jesus loved questions, you know. And, and there have been times in my life where, uh, you know, I've asked questions before. And people have, have gotten angry at me and frustrated. And it's brought me to the point of tears. And I asked, the, I asked um, Jesus one day, you know, in the shower. I was like, Jesus, I'm like, I started to cry. And I was like, Jesus, I just, I wish people didn't didn't get angry when I asked questions and, and, but Jesus affirmed me and he said, I'm not angry at you. He said, I I will not be angry at you for asking questions because you're seeking me. He said, I'm not, he said, and and Jesus said, I love your questions. Why? Because that's a part of who he is. Jesus, part of Jesus is rabbi. He teaches the Holy Spirit teaches. So it's important. It's important that you know, whether you're a teacher or a student, that you understand the value of questions. You understand the value. It's okay, it's okay to ask God questions. I grew up thinking that I could never ask God a question, that I could never ask him a question about scripture or anything. And so I would never ask him anything. And then when I finally realized that God wanted me to ask questions, he wants me to learn. You know, he wants me to read a section of scripture and then be like, but God, what does this mean? You know, and, and, and to search through his word and to find out what it means. This is what God wants. He wants us to learn. The Bible says to seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him. He wants us to seek him because there's so many incredible mysteries and things to discover about God. It's never ending. Wisdom, you know, things we can receive from God. That if we ask, you know, asking, receiving from God. So I, I want, you know, I just, I know it sounds like a very simple topic today, but I think that it hurt, that there's a lot of people out there who, who are, that have a teaching gift, but they're hurting themselves because of a spirit of pride, a spirit of pride and offense, because how dare somebody ask questions? Well, how dare you, how dare you presume to be a teacher? How dare you stand up and say you have a gift to teach if you are not willing to teach your students and to address the questions that they have. If you're a teacher who hates when your students ask questions, then you need to sit down and not teach because you're not a teacher. I'm going to tell you that right now. Questions are how people learn. Questions. That's why a lot of times I don't like the setting of the preacher gets up and preaches to 100,000 people and then you go home. Where where do you where do you ask questions? How do you ask questions? How do you dig? What do you do? Well, we do that in life groups. So we do that in this or whatever. You know, it's it's when you have big groups of people like that it's hard to do that. And I think questions are necessary. I think it's important that a congregation can come forth because you can't assume that everyone is on the same spiritual level. You can't assume that everyone believes the same in the room. You know, everybody comes from different backgrounds and people have, you know, and I think it's important to have a time of question and answers where people can say, hey, can you explain this to me? Because this is confusing. Or what about this? Or how does this verse relate to this? And again, as a teacher, you don't have to have all of the answers. You don't have to. 
get over yourself. You're human. Get over yourself and, go, and, and tell them and let them know. Say, I don't have all the answers, but I know the God who does. Let me look at this. Let me research this a little bit. Let me, let me do some digging and do some studying. It'll make you work. It'll make you do some digging as a teacher. It'll make you dig. And it'll make you, and it will hold you accountable to the truth. It will hold you accountable to what you believe and what you're teaching. And accountability is a great thing as a teacher. Because you don't want to be teaching misinformation. You don't want to get up and teach something. And man, have I had to go through some of that uh, learning over the years that, well, you know, actually this is not what, what Jesus is saying in this passage. Or actually this is not what he's saying. Or this is what he's saying. For years, you know, because I because I, I looked at it in the wrong way or whatever. Humility is so important. And, and as a student, don't get frustrated with your teacher if they don't know the answer. If they don't know the answer, you know, it's okay. Then as long as the teacher is willing to study and look and, and, and is open to conversation and talking about things, then that's great. That's great. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Both teachers and students need to welcome questions because I'm telling you, it opens up some of the best conversations you'll ever have. And, it, and it's a learning experience for both the teacher and the student because even if the teacher has the answer and is explaining it to the student, there's so many things that God can unravel in one single conversation that will lead to other. I've been in, I'm, I'm getting ready to go, but I've been in conversations before with people where God has just revealed things in converse, in mid-conversation. We'll be talking about something and then God will bring a verse to light and I'm like, oh, you know what it says this here? Da, da, da. Let's look at this together. And God will unfold things almost like an onion. We'll peel things back and it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, conversations that can be had about the Bible in peace are some of the best conversations that you can have. And I'm telling you right now, it's hard today to find that. It's hard today to find that, to, to find it without people wanting to pick up a, a, a sword and slay each other. So anyway, all right, I'm done. Hope you guys have a great night. And I hope that, um, that you, that this blessed you. And I hope that, um, that you learned something and that I learned something and, and yeah, uh, come at you later with another podcast. Be blessed and have a great night.